Warning! This episode contains foul language and proves that even the most heartwarming stories can be spooky. listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week we sit down with a guest and chat about something weird. My name is Ashley and this is my co-host Lauren. Hello weirdos. And this week is a listener favorite. Hold on to your butts, find some covers to hide under, and make sure the closet door is closed because it's another episode of Listener Ghost Stories. So we can't even say that that was an accident because what happened was, Ugh. so what happened was we already recorded this. Yep. We've done this before. Deja vu. Deja vu is happening. It's happening we recorded about, what would you say, like eight minutes of this? Yeah, I think. And then we had some technical difficulties. Our and recording. We're starting over. <laughs> our recording, what is this called? Program. Collapsed in on itself like a dying star. And we're going for round two. This hoping is round for the two. Best. Hoping for the best here. Hoping that it doesn't do that again. Don't quit my heart's on broken. A- now, I'm glad we didn't get further, though. Like, if we had done Ugh. an hour's worth of work, gone back, and figured out it was all absolute crap. I was burping oh. as I said crap. <laughs> crap. crap. LaCroix burp. Oh, no. Maybe if people would stop texting me. Is that throwing off our software? I don't know. Leave it, her somehow, alone. Leave her alone. Somehow my text messages have like synced up with my Mac and I've tried to turn it off like four times. And they just, and they won't, just stop. won't stop. They just every single text that I get pops up on my Mac. That's so obnoxious. And I'm too dumb to figure it out. Well, but here's the thing. Also, every single time I've ever gone to an Apple store, I've gotten zero help. Yeah, I actually feel the same. Like, I feel like I never come out of there with no, any I new knowledge. No, I always go in and they go, yep, that's how it is. That's what happens like, to our stuff. What? Oh, so it's just, yeah, like we have my to last deal with your when I After we did, we had like eight months worth of the podcast on there and I had no storage whatsoever, even though I was dumping everything on an external, wiping everything from my computer, like everything. There was nothing on the computer. Yeah. And it was still like, you don't have any storage left. You don't like every time I tried to edit anything, it was like, sorry, you don't have storage. Right. So I took it in. They were like, yeah, well, uh, that's what Max kind of what happens. Those <laughs> are our like, Max. What? How are you not helping me? And why is that correct? Yeah. How are you? How is this a company? Yep. It's the worst. So anyway, guys. We were in a struggle, and if you have any insights for us on how to not be a struggle, are you a professional? Are you a professional? Call in. Anything? Then call 618. us. 618-229. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Making up a number. 
So this is Listener Ghost Stories. Uh, this is the episode everyone loves. Some people hate it, actually. Um, my friend Amy really hates it because she it's gets so scared. scary. Oh, I thought really? you meant like she just thinks it's a terrible <laughs> no, episode. No, she gets scared really easily. So she's like, yeah. every time I'm like, we're doing a Listener Ghost Stories episode, she's like, no, <laughs> please, I can't no. listen. Yeah, between the sound effects and the creepiness of the stories, yeah. I have a couple of friends that won't listen either. I got some real wimpy friends. But I think they're marvelous episodes. I do, too. They're some of they're my favorites. So we get much some, fun. like, girl-on-girl bonding time. Mm-hmm. That seemed dirtier it than did. what I meant I was thinking that to as say. it was coming out okay. your mouth. <laughs> yes. We get some girl-on-girl action. <laughs> Ashley and I just sweaty, get to be like, buds is what she's trying to say. But it might yeah, get that's sweaty. that's what I'm trying to say. It is already sweat. I'm damp. After the microphones failed, I was like, ugh, this is my day. This is my day. (laughs) Cherry on top, guys. Um, But yeah, we read your stories that you write in back to you, and your stories get to be read for all the listeners who have never heard. The millions Millions and millions of of people who listen to this podcast. (laughs) It's true. Every week. Yeah, so we get to read your stories, and we're so thankful you write in. We had so many people write in this time around. I mean, we haven't done it for a while, but I also felt like a ton of people were writing in, and we love that. Thank I you. It's seriously, and you don't my have to have happy. some like life changing, crazy paranormal thing happen to you. No. You, could, you could have like, if you ha- did, you have a stalker in college. I want to hear about it. Yep. Did you see something weird in the sky once? I want to hear about it. Or even if like a crazy crime happened in your hometown that yeah. you want to talk to us about, anything that you're close to and your experienced uncle killed in your a guy. life. Yeah. Someone's a murderer in your family. Anything bizarre is welcome on these episodes. Not yes. just ghoulies. Not anything. just the ghoulies. <laughs> but we love the ghoulies. But we also love the ghoulies. So if you have any ghoulies, we would like to read them. <laughs> you're gonna go first today because yes. you have some personal stories i do that i haven't heard ever you've never heard them before never heard we've them. never recorded this before them the good news about going round two ago. is i feel like i can be a little quicker with my sisters because i rambled on but <laughs> okay so my sister julia who i've julia talked about Gullia. julia Gullia. i told that joke the first time around ghouls so she ghouls, guys ghouls. laugh as hard this time go on <laughs> Okay, so Julia Gulia, who we've talked about on this podcast several times. We've been following the journey of her and her husband's haunted house that we believe is haunted by Alex, her husband's father, who died three years ago now, I think. And now they have a newborn baby, so they think he's been coming around. Josie. Trying to meet little baby Josie. So guitars have fallen over. They've heard voices, lots of stuff. So most recently, Josie had gone to bed for the night. Um, it's dark outside. They have the lights down because they're watching a movie or TV in the living room. They're just hanging out. All the toys have been put away, turned off. Anything that makes sound or lights up is put away. And all of a sudden, through the silence, they hear, I see you. I see you. In a squeaky little toy voice. No, thank you. And Julia's like, I know I turned everything off. And also, I've never heard one of Josie's <laughs> toys say I see you ever. So she goes over to the box of toys, rummages through. Everything's off. Nothing is lighting up. Like, she doesn't even see a toy that would say, I see you. And she's like, I truly don't understand, but whatever. It was just a fluke. Let's sit back down. So they continue to sit there. And then maybe five minutes later, they hear, Peekaboo! Peekaboo! In that same squeaky, terrible voice. 
So she goes over, everything is switched off. She like double, triple checks, switching the switches back and forth. Like make sure they're off. Nothing's lighting up. I think they even took the batteries out of a couple of things. And it didn't happen for the rest of the night. But they both are positive. None of her toys say I see you or peekaboo, even though... Like you said earlier, that would be a common thing toys yeah, would say. Yeah, it is say. a common. Yeah, it's a common thing that the little baby toys would say, but but they don't think any. Not of usually do. like on their own with no one touching them, and also at night in the at creepy night in the dark times. <laughs> yeah, so creepy in the creepiest of times. So that was a fun, quick little story from Julia. Julia just. Keep texting me those stories. Your house is Please, yeah, crazy we, Oh, my it. God. I want to know what's going on. I know. It's so every time I get a text, I'm just so excited. And then I personally had a story. Um, I teach music classes, and I started doing a class at the Miracle Mile Toy Hall on Wilshire. Um, and they are in a building that used to be called Whimsic Alley, for those of you who live in Los Angeles. The Harry, Harry Potter, Potter store. Yes. Yeah. Harry Potter. And uh, so now Miracle Mile Toy Hall is there and Whimsic Alley is moving somewhere else. And the toy store is amazing. They've redecorated the whole front portion, but the back of the store um, still has a little bit of the Harry Potter Whimsic Alley stuff in there. So their bathroom looks like it's in the basement a of a castle. Yeah. yeah, It's so dark. It's the dimmest, weirdest bathroom. The walls look like fake brown stone. Yeah, I was going to say, the only reason I know is because you sent me that I picture. I sent her a photo. She sent me a selfie of herself in a mirror going like, ooh. Making like the creeped out <laughs> face. So I also think this story is interesting because I've my only other really personal ghost story had to do with a bathroom, if you remember the restaurant oh. in San Diego. So I'm walking back to the bathroom and the hallway is, like I said, already pretty creepy. And the door is shut and the light is on underneath. And I knock and I hear like shuffling around underneath. So I go, oh, sorry. And I stand back. I'm waiting by the door for maybe... I mean, it felt like a really long time. It was maybe like four or five minutes. But I mean, in the scheme of waiting for the bathroom, that's a while. It's a minute. Like, yeah. okay, you're taking your time. So I knock again just to be sure because I didn't hear a voice. I just heard shuffling. And again, I hear like sneakers shooting around. So I'm like, okay. And then I stand back. And then maybe three or four minutes go by and I'm getting impatient because my class is about to start. I'm like, okay, I have to go to work, but I'm also about to pee my pants. So I finally pull on the handle and it's been unlocked the whole time. I just saw the light was on, the door was shut, so I was nervous. So I open the door, no one's in there. The light is on, not a soul is in there. And Uh. I come to realize, like, of course no one's in there. Only me and the owner are there. Like she opens the shop for me when I get in there at 10 a.m. every Friday morning So it like, I guess I thought in my head it could have been a customer or like the male guy came in the back or something. But once I got in there and saw no one, I was like, of course no one's in here. Of course, like I'm the only one in this building. But I so, like, I don't know why the light was on. I don't know if the manager had even been back there yet. Like this was so early on after the store was opening. So why was the light and the fan on? And why did I hear shuffling around in there? And why is it the creepiest bathroom Uh. of all time? (laughs) So that was my experience. Like, I know I heard like the squeak of a sneaker. The first time it was just like shuffling. And then the second time I heard like the eh, like on the floor. And I was like, oh, shit, like I'm freaking someone out. But I'm sorry. Turns out wanna... you were the one getting freaked out. I know. I know. So those were just my quick little personal tales. Those are great, though. Thanks. <laughs> Did you feel anything weird in the bathroom while you were using it? I didn't. Mm. I definitely sat there for a long time just like thinking. Yeah. And also <laughs> listening like, having to see a if moment. you like hear like maybe it was like something. Yeah. Like a fan exactly. in there with a squeaky fan. Yep. 
No, arm? that's exactly right. What are they called? Blade. What a blade. A fan. Squeaky fan blade. <laughs> squeaky yeah. fan arm. I sat in there listening. I didn't hear anything that sounded like what I heard. And yeah. I also just sat there thinking, like, am I crazy? <laughs> like, is it just too yet? early? And, like, I when I came back around after I did use the bathroom, like, I saw Christine, the manager, was up front. Like, she hadn't come to the back hallway at all. So... I have no idea what it was. Could have been absolutely nothing, but it really freaked me out because it sounded so much like a person. And that was the same experience I had in San Diego where I was so positive. I saw the shadow of feet. I heard footsteps and no one was there. So I have a bathroom ghost that follows me. You know who else has a bathroom ghost? Who? Harry Potter. Oh my God, yeah. you're right. Mm-hmm. Moaning Myrtle, guys, right? What if Moaning Myrtle lives in the what old Whimsic Alley store? Am I Moaning Myrtle? Myrtle. <laughs> Moaning Myrtle. Oh, that was pretty good. It's kind I of like her think. voice. It is. I forget you're not like a Harry Potter fan. <laughs> yeah. It's like, she kind of sounds like this. Any hoozle. Anyway, any hoozle. Any hoozle. You sound like you're right. from the Grinch who stole Christmas. I'm a who. Any hoozle, get out your whip, whipper wills and oh, whipper wills. I guess is like a real thing. <laughs> anyway, you ruined it. It's over. I've I haven't been this tired in a fortnight. In a fortnight. Um. All right, let's dig into the good stuff. Let's get get to the goods. Those were good. Don't don't. Those sell were, but those short. were like little minis. Those now were we got minis. like some some big guys. The first story I'm going to tell today is just dipping the toe in. Okay, it's like a sweet ghost story oh i like it yeah it's not super scary um it's a little creepy but it's mostly sweet okay um it's the kind of story that makes you feel very like peaceful and hopeful about what happens after we die so the story comes in from reddit user jp and he did ask that i really stretch out that p did he really possible yes that is hilarious (laughs) thank you jp yeah, so I did an interesting thing this time around because we were you getting did. quite a few um, submissions. This was actually since we had such a long break um, and I'm on Reddit all the time. If I came across a story that I was really interested in, I actually messaged the person who would tell the story, ask them a couple questions. And then, you know, after conversing with them, I would say, you know, do you mind if I tell this story on my show? And of course, everyone was very enthusiastic. Yeah. And I was like, absolutely. Like, please Love let me know that. when it airs and I'll listen. So JP was the first one that I happened to stumble upon. And I was like, I really want to tell this story on my show. So that makes me happy. Thank you, JP. Um, thank you, JP. And uh, he actually, it was kind of fun. He has heard about Keep It Weird before. No way. Yeah. People talk about us. People talk about us. <gasps> you guys. Mostly they're talking shit, but they talk about us. That's great. And that's fine. It's no, great I'm to just hear. kidding. I don't uh, know what they well, say. Hey, what you got to take the good saying. publicity and the bad publicity, guys. <laughs> I don't know. All publicity All is publicity, good publicity is great. Okay. JP. It's his brother's story. Okay. Uh, and it was validated nearly two decades after it happened. Okay. JP. My brother Mark was 12 years old when my grandfather in Glasgow, Scotland, had taken ill and wasn't, ex- wasn't expected to survive. My parents took the next available flight to Scotland and had to leave us kids behind in Chicago. Chicago. Hey. I was too young at the time to understand what was happening, but Mark had figured out that our Grandpa Joe was dying. Mark was very upset by the news and was heartbroken that he couldn't go see our Grandpa one last time. 
I was too young to have had the privilege of knowing Grandpa Joe, but from the stories I have heard, he was a very loving man who adored his grandchildren. A few days after my parents left, Mark went into the basement of our house to grab clothes from the drying machine. When he reached the bottom of the stairs, he froze. About 30 feet away from the foot of the stairs, there's a doorway to a utility room in the basement. Just as Mark reached the bottom of the stairs, he saw a figure step into view. It was Grandpa Joe. He was smiling at Mark and holding a white box. He didn't say anything, but he smiled and then walked past the doorway and was gone. My brother ran back upstairs in hysterics, telling our babysitter that he had seen our grandfather and needed to talk to my parents. The babysitter reluctantly let my brother call Glasgow, 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 <laughs> and when he reached my parents and told them the story, they tried to soothe him and tell him that everything was okay, that his imagination was playing tricks on him because he was worried about Grandpa Joe. Well, Grandpa Joe had passed away while my parents were on their flight heading to Glasgow, and my parents didn't have the heart to tell Mark the sad news over the phone. Fast forward to 20 years later, my brother and I are visiting my mom in Florida, and one night we stayed up late talking about family, and eventually the conversation turned to our Grandpa Joe. After reminiscing about our Grandpa and his good nature, my brother said to my mom, You and Dad never believed me when I told you that I saw Grandpa in the basement. My mom looked puzzled and asked Mark, When did you see Grandpa Joe in the basement? My mom had remembered talking to Mark the morning that her and my dad arrived in Scotland, but she hadn't remembered the specifics of Mark's story. Mark retold the story, but this time when it was over, my mom was speechless. After a few moments, she broke the silence and asked Mark to describe the box that Grandpa Joe was holding. Mark said that it looked like a white rectangular box that was about three feet long and had a width and height of about a foot and a half. Something about the description of the box made my mom get tears in her eyes. She collected herself and then told us both, for the first time, that one of our aunts had a stillborn baby at almost the same time my grandpa passed away. The child and Grandpa Joe were buried in the same grave, and the child was buried in a small white coffin. No way. What? No way. (laughs) And he saw him holding this little white coffin yeah. because he had gone. He saw his Grandpa Joe in the basement holding a small white box. Oh, my god! And then 20 years later. The truth came out. Found out that he was buried with a small white box. And he, his Grandpa Joe had died that day or like. No, when? his Grandpa Joe had died when they were on their way to Scotland. Okay, so gotcha. It said they left. And then a few days later few is when days, he saw okay. the Grandpa in the basement. And their grandpa had died on the way, like when they were on the way. But to Mark see him. didn't know he had died no, yet when he, he saw him. So that's why he was. That's so why it was like out. grandpa's in the basement. Oh my gosh! All of that yeah. is insane, crazy, but Whoa. so sweet. It's really sweet, and I like that they were reunited in a way, like the grandpa. Yeah. And I mean, I guess he was still holding the box, so I don't know if there was reunion. But it kind of seems that way. Like they both crossed over to the other side. Yeah, and were there yeah. tiny tiny baby that's so so sad it's very sad but also sweet i i want to think of the good in that that maybe they were reunited yeah he said um there have been no updates since he shared the story on reddit 
Just an occasional recounting of the story among family and friends. He said, we are not superstitious people. And this this story is the closest that anyone in my family has come to witnessing something, quote unquote, paranormal. Mm. So, Wow. That was good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I love so sweet. when you can say something the way JP's brother did to like your parents or whoever and have that reaction. Like that is something yeah. I hope and pray for that if I ever have some strange paranormal experience, I'm able to, you know, recount the details, something mm-hmm. that I saw, any of the specifics and have someone be like, wait, did he wear a hat and a vest? <laughs> and they'll just know exactly wait, is who I mean. his name Doug? <laughs> That's an Is inside joke Doug? from when our uh, sound stopped working earlier. Yeah, so. you guys missed you a guys really missed good a whole joke. lot, actually. Oh, you we thought really neighbor feel... Doug came yeah. over. <laughs> it's great. You should feel laughs. bad. Yeah, you should laughs. feel bad. I actually, my mom, this is a really quick one that I wanted to bring up it. the last couple episodes because my mom, after she listened to the episode, our finale from last season where mm-hmm. we go and speak with uh, haunting Ben. Haunting Van Nuys. And um, we talk about all the things that Ben did to me, you know, moving my stuff around, especially at night. And my mom remembered, I mean, she never forgot, but she kind of like put two and two together and was like, holy shit, this is weird. So when my sister was growing up, I guess when both of us were growing up, my sister's bedroom was right above my parents' bedroom. And they would hear her moving around at night. And some nights especially like the nights they heard her moving around when they would wake up in the morning. So my mom would actually come upstairs and be like, good morning, wake up, time for school, blah, blah, blah. Jamie would have things taken off of her walls and laid like at the foot of her bed. Why? They don't know. And my mom always thought that Jamie was like sleepwalking, but Jamie never remembered any of it. So she she was like, she may, I don't know. Like she was like, Jamie never remembered doing any of it. Jamie was like kind of freaked out by it, you know, because mom would come in her room. And like we used to have like a stereo system. Each of us had a stereo system in our room with these like bigger type speakers that were like surround soundy kind of. They like Mm -hmm. hung on each side of our bed. Yeah. And um, they would be taken off the walls and put on the floor. And they were I I, I remember them being like heavier than. Yeah. You know, young girls should be so it would have been challenging for her. Yeah, to and get not them only that, but like pictures of her and her friends on like across the across the room on like shelves and stuff would be taken off and like put on her bed. Weird. And my mom and dad would always hear her moving around and think she was sleepwalking, and then like the next morning, all this stuff would be taken off her walls and like put on her bed or put on the floor, and she wouldn't remember any of it. Which she could have been sleepwalking sure. and doing this at night, but she doesn't remember like doing challenge. any of it. Yeah. And uh, so my mom was like. Like, what if she wasn't the one that was doing right. it? And I was like, ooh, Ooh, that's so crazy to think about. But I mean, yeah, that's that's a theory. It might not have been her because that is such a weird and challenging thing for a young girl Mm -hmm. to do. But I also, you know, my sister, my sister had a lot of like anger issues growing up. I remember her being like a very angry kid. Yeah. uh, Which makes me think poltergeist which makes me think of like poltergeist activity that's true you know angry emotional kids especially when they're hitting puberty especially women like girls when they're hitting puberty like and weird shit happening like that absolutely could have been going on it could have been about that on here before like that the angry force that was coming out yeah like so it's not necessarily a ghost that's haunting right but it's you know the energy's all out of whack that's very true 
Those angry vaginas teens. angry. <laughs> Your vagina's real pissed and the pictures are flying off the wall. But that was another one, you know, that years later when, or, or like when I told the story in uh, the first episode about seeing my aunt when oh, I was right. younger and, and then my mom, like, oh, lis- yeah. or, no, my sister, yeah, you're right. My sister listening to the episode and being like, what the fuck? She's like, me too. I had the same thing happen to me on that same trip. And it right. was like, that validated my story that I'd never told anyone really. Right. That was yeah. so perfect. I, I forgot about that. See? That's See? the stuff I'm Validation. looking for. <laughs> That's what we're looking for in life. Everyone wants need. to be validated. That's right. We want our parking to be validated and we want, I want all my parking our to be stories validated. to be validated. You're up. Batter up. Batter up. Okay. So uh, we received an email from a girl named Lacey. Hi, Lacey. Hi, Lacey. It was her first time writing in, and she's great. We appreciate it. She actually sent in quite a few stories, so oh, I'm just wonderful. doing one of them today that all kind of revolve around the same theme, and again, kind of has a nice, like, family suite Aww. theme around. Look at us. We always accidentally match. We do. So great. So thank you, Lacey. I will now start reading from her email. Here we go. First off, I would like to say that I love the podcast. Oh, r- what? I had to Who? include that. But I could have started right at the story, but we wanted to celebrate that someone likes us. <laughs> um, she said, as a fan of all things spooky and strange, Keep It Weird gives me those warm, tingly feels I get around Halloween, but every day of the week. I've been binging the podcast for the past month, and I'm friggin' obsessed. That was very nice. Wow. Thanks, Lacey. Thanks, Lacey. That's wonderful. Okay. Lacey that. loves us. JP has heard of us. I know. <laughs> Guys, we're coming up in the world. We're doing it. Okay. Go on. Here we go. Lacey. Now to the ghost story. As an asshole child, I already love her because I great. love when people throw the word asshole around. Mm-hmm. As an asshole child, I would chat with my grandmothers about them dying. I would oh, periodically okay. ask, Mom, Mom, when you die, can I have your jewelry? Or will you visit me when you die? Both of my grandmothers would play along and agree to visit. Fast forward to November of 2004, my paternal grandmother passed away. Being a grandma, she had gotten everyone Christmas gifts early in the year before she got ill. So sweet. At Christmas that year, my dad gave me all the gifts she had gotten me, one of which was a fairy snow globe that had a push-button music box on the bottom. In the summer of 2005, my dad sold my grandma's house, and we moved into a big house with my soon-to-be stepmom. When we moved in, I got all of my grandmother's furniture, including two lamps that resembled old-fashioned oil lamps. Cool. I know. So awesome. But the turnkeys were the electric switches to turn them on and off. As we unpacked and settled, I put my snow globe up on a dresser with each lamp on the ends. A few months into living at the new house, I was woken up to the lamps being on and the snow globe music box going off. Hello. It was an especially creepy instance because the lights were on a separate circuit than my main lights, so you had to crank the keys to turn them on, and the snow globe had to be turned upside down to turn the music box on. And there were no snow globe flakes falling, just music playing. I quickly got up, unplugged the lamps, picked them up, and put them outside of my door and did the same thing with the snow globe. I ran back to bed, covered myself with my blankets, and said out loud, Mom, Mom, please never do that again. (laughs) A few months after that incident, I had a dream where I was at a friend's birthday party in the same neighborhood my grandmother used to live in. My grandmother showed up to the party and sat down with me. She went on to apologize for scaring me. She just wanted me to know that she was looking out for me. And since then, I have had a handful of dream visits about her. The most recent visit happened in the fall of 2015. I was a senior in college and was going to school two hours away from home. Before the year had started, my dad had been diagnosed with lung cancer. Mm. It was small cell, so it wasn't given a stage. But if it had been, it would have been stage four. 
Part of the cancer went into his lymph nodes and the pressure of the cancer made him lose his voice. Because of this, we mostly texted because he could only speak at a whisper. One Saturday following play rehearsal, I returned to my dorm and laid down for a nap. During my nap, I had a dream that my grandma, my dad, and I were hanging out at her house, just sitting around the dining room table and chatting. Out of nowhere, I realized that my dad's voice was back. I said, oh my God, dad, your voice. My grandma said, oh yeah, your dad is okay. It's not his time to go. He's going to be fine. I woke up and decided to give my dad a call. He picked up, still at a whisper. I told him about my dream and that his voice had been back. He then told me that he had a dream a couple of nights before where he was well again and also with my grandma. She had told him, you're going to be okay. It's not your time to go. You're going to be fine. I was instantly brought to tears. Today, my dad is coming up on his two-year cancer-free mark and his voice is completely back. (gasps) Isn't that crazy? That's so wonderful. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like all the feels. Oh, my God. I know. So it started out with like a creepy story of her grandma bit. moving things uh-huh. around, but then she was like, "Maybe I'll just visit you in your dreams yeah, instead. Maybe I won't Keep it be easy. a real creep." Exactly, mom, mom. Mama. She called her mom. <laughs> Thought that was really nice. That is really nice. I wonder if that is because I wonder if that's a, a connection thing. I wonder if her grandmother was her soulmate. Maybe. Because we've talked about that before, right? Mm-hmm. You're where they will come to visit you in your dreams mm-hmm. because you have that connection to them. Yeah, you have that connection to them. They're to also the people that you will, you know, if you believe in, you know, reincarnation, those are the people that you will meet again. You right. know, when you hear of children saying like, remember when I was the baby and you were the mommy? Right. Or opposite. Yes. Remember when I was they the mommy say, yes. and you were the baby? You were just the baby. Or like, yeah. remember when we were sisters? That's so true. It's like because you do have a soulmate or soulmates, rather, it doesn't have to be one that you will continuously be drawn to throughout your lifetimes. Right. And they're also the people that when you do pass on, they're usually the first one to welcome you. Yeah. That's who you'll see. Mm -hmm. And anytime they have a message they want to get across, they'll try to use you in some way, maybe, Mm -hmm. and come and visit you. Yeah. I wonder if that's what that was. I like that. Yeah, I thought that was so sweet. I think my mom's your soulmate. I know. Lacey. Lacey. That was so good. That was Thank such you. a good story. I know. Went I from creepy. Yeah, she has like five more that we'll do on another episode. She uh, was wonderful. Great. Yeah. That was great. Do you want another sweet one? I do. <laughs> Let's keep the theme. This is a really sweet episode. <laughs> another another grandparent story, actually. Goodness gracious. This next story was actually sent in anonymously. It's another very sweet one. Guess we're just feeling warm and tingly inside today. <laughs> this story has a real strong sixth sense vibe and reminds me a lot of the story I told in Phi Kappa Ghoul about Joe's dad and his girlfriend, Lori, if mm-hmm. you remember. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget that. <clears throat> so anonymous person says, once I was approached by a medium who I do not believe in, and she told me a man named Pop, Pop, I think, told me that you are his beauty beautiful you're his beautiful i don't know and he told me to tell you that he he mentioned the yellow mailbox so that you knew it was him and he said he said to tell your dad that he's not mad about the knife and that he never was now my grandfather pops passed away when i was about eight or nine He never called me by my name, but always said, there's beauty. Hey, beauty girl, that's my beauty. 
whenever I'd go over to his house, I'd ride by my bike in the street and he'd watch from the yard and tell me not to go past the yellow mailboxes at the end of the road. Whoa. And then I asked my father, what is the knife story? And my father, who's essentially the toughest man alive, broke down in blubbering tears. He said that when he was 12, he took his dad's pocket knife out of his drawer and showed it to his friends and kind of carried it around because that was a cool thing for a rambunctious boy in the 50s to do, I guess. And one day, a babysitter of his stole the knife off of my dad's nightstand. And my dad freaked out and cried and cried because his father was going to kill him. And he eventually told his dad, and his dad gave zero response back to him, just kind of shook his head and slowly went back to what he was doing. And for some reason, hearing that my pops wasn't mad at my dad was like a huge validation for my father that not only is my dad in a good place and that his soul is here, uh, but, you know, I guess that was just some random thing that he had just been like carrying with him for so long. And then Anonymous says, since then, I'm not much of a skeptic anymore. Yeah, I would think that's not. so specific. That's insanely specific. Especially and to just have the, that said to you. Like, she oh. didn't go to a, muse- a museum. <laughs> she didn't go to a medium. A yeah. medium approached her. And just started spitting out And started out this saying stuff. that. And right. it was literally like she, she said that she was almost like she was hearing pops talk to her in the moment right like she it's was like, sitting hey, there I need going to talk to you uh, this is what's happening. pops and he, he he calls you beautiful and he told me to s- s- mention the yellow mailboxes so you know it's him and and he just wants to tell your dad that he's not mad about the knife and he never was and it was just like uh okay raise it down yes my gosh, can you imagine if someone no. just walked up and approached you and was like, hey, your grandfather is saying all these things to me. Not that they would say your grandfather, but like just start spitting out stuff yeah. only you would know. I can't, I can't think about it. I'm always afraid wow. someone's going to come up to me and be like, don't go to the railroad on Friday. <laughs> I'll be like, what? <laughs> Why? What's at the railroad? Why? Tell me. Where? What railroad? Where? What town? What, what town? Give me more details. I need more. Oh my gosh. You just have to steer clear of all, all railroads. railroads. That's difficult. It's a difficult. Well, it's not that well, hard in LA, I but it's fine. It's true. Um, I was also thinking the whole time you were telling me that story of the scene in Sixth Sense. Yes. That yeah. sounds just like that when he's like talking about the grandma being in the back row yeah, at her dance recital. Dance. Yeah, she saw you dance and he's and like, and the answer to, to your question you. is yes. And she's like, the question was, do I, do make, I make you, you proud? proud? What was it? Yes, every day. Yes, every day. Aww. Oh, she's got chills thinking yeah, about it. But that reminds that. me of That's that. That's such a good scene. Oh, it is such in a good car, scene. Tony Collette. She's everything. Girl. She is everything. That's Everyone go watch United States of Tarot right now if oh you've never God. watched it. show it got canceled way too fast. Way too fast. And here's the thing. That show, that next season of that show was going to be fucking awesome. Amazing. Because she was going to get help. She was gonna, it was going to be like in a mental institution, right. essentially. And that would have been so good. Gabby is all up in our business, and I'm not mad about it. No, I'm not mad about She's it. She's being real you know, sweet be and cuddly. Sweet, be quiet. Just don't chew on things. Good girl. She just lay right down. Such a sweet baby. Such a good girl. Do you have any more sweet stories? Um, <laughs> I know I'm trying to. I don't I'm think this one's like. Ones? No, this isn't great. <laughs> We might be getting we might be getting we might into be getting the bad into the territory scary now. Ones. Hey, we buttered you up, guys. We buttered you up. We dipped our toe in. We told you. It was a little uh, taste. This was a little submitted. key bump. 
before, we give, you, <laughs> before key we give you a line. Woo, there we go. <laughs> All right, we're ready. Now let's dig in. Okay, this is another email submission from Sam. Hi, Sam. Who also said very nice things, but I didn't copy and paste is that. Is Sam so just a this. female or a male? I'm trying. I want to say female, right? Mostly ladies write in, so I wouldn't. I know be surprised. that's why. I know I'm going. Hi, back Sam. Now. You old so and so. Yes, I believe so. Girl. Yes. Hi, girl. Sam. Yes. You sweet Sam. girl. Sorry, we're Great. the worst, but Sam, it can go either way. And I'm trying. I don't see any pronouns in the email, but then I believe you sent us a picture where you are a female. Fantastic. So sorry about you. Okay, Sam. We love you. Sam says. I definitely believe that I am sensitive and have had a lot of experiences that I just can't explain. Growing up, my father's wife, so my stepmother at the time, was very much obsessed with the occult and spent a lot of time using the Ouija board. Oh, no. I know. She practiced both light and dark magic and had voodoo dolls in her drawers. I say all of this because I believe a lot of the experiences I had when I was younger are directly correlated to some things she might have inadvertently led into our house with her practices we always experienced things coming up missing or moved around we had glasses fly across the room in our kitchen etc crazy stuff when i was in junior high i began feeling like something was always around me when i was at home even when i was at home alone i began feeling afraid of just being home alone one morning when i was at home waiting for the bus i started hearing noises from our den Our den was a room off of our kitchen that was basically a garage that had been converted into another room by the previous owners, but it still had the same door that used to lead to the actual garage. It even still had one of those old school windows in the door with mini blinds. I hated the den. Every time I was home alone, I would always keep that door closed. After hearing noises in the den, I sat in the living room silently freaking out and began hearing footsteps in our kitchen. She's home alone at this time. The footsteps kept getting closer and closer, but never actually reached the living room. This didn't make any sense because it's not like we had a huge kitchen slash dining room area, and it sounded like the footsteps continued to get closer and closer, like someone was walking down a very long hallway. I ended up bolting out of the house and chose to wait outside each day for the bus instead of being inside the house alone. Another time I was in bed asleep and I remember waking up abruptly and I felt immediately like something was in my closet. I could see a dark shadowy figure standing in front of my closet just staring at me. Obviously I was freaking the fuck out and completely frozen. After what I thought was hours but was probably seconds of staring at this figure, I heard a noise from my closet and I ran out of my room hysterical. When I was telling my parents about what had happened, my sister was absolutely freaked out because something had happened to her just a few nights earlier that she hadn't told anyone about because she thought it had to be a dream. So quick side note, she says, my sister's room was right next to mine, but with the way her room was set up, when her bedroom door was open, she could see directly into my room. So my sister told us that she woke up in the middle of the night a few nights before and got a strange feeling like someone was in the hall. She looked out into the hallway and saw a dark figure leaning on my doorframe, and it appeared to be looking at me while I was sleeping. No. At first, she thought it was my father, and she said, is everything okay? To the figure and got no response. She continued looking at the figure and shortly after heard my dad and stepmom in their room talking with the door closed. So obviously, the dark figure was not my father checking on me while I slept. 
Lastly, while I was in junior high, I was up early on a Sunday morning to go with my friends to church. My niece, who was probably two at the time, had spent the night in our house and woke up right before I was about to leave. I went to go put on a movie for her, and as we were both in front of the TV, I saw out of the corner of my eye someone walk across the back of the living room from the hallway to back where the bedrooms were. Both myself and my niece turned at the same time to look at the person passing. The person walked pretty fast and appeared to be wearing light blue. I assumed it was my dad who had a light blue robe, and I said something to the effect of, about to leave, dad, putting on a show for Jasmine, and I didn't get a response. I went to go look in the kitchen, and since I assumed he was making coffee and just didn't hear me, there was no one in the kitchen. My dad was in his bedroom the entire time, and everyone else in the house was fast asleep. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> no. There's some weird stuff going on in that home. home. (laughs) I know. So that's all house related or, as she said, could be related to the the stepmom, the the weird things brought in there. She liked to do some voodoo stuff. So you never know. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it sounds like nothing ever tried to hurt them. So it sounds like, you know, she could have. It's not that she brought necessarily bad energy into the house, but she could have, you know, opened a, a doorway. Maybe not like yeah. a doorway, but, you know, like, uh, you know, had a little bit more open door policy in her home to sure. spooks. <laughs> yeah. And like Sam said at the beginning, she believes that she is sensitive because she's had numerous experience. So yeah. she, Sam was more open to seeing it anyway. But it does seem like, yeah, there could have been something a little bit opened up. That's happened to me once before with the man in the closet. Yeah. And uh, I was going to save it for the demon episode, but this mm-hmm. was like so close to what happened to me that I was you like, to mm, share. maybe I'll talk about it. Because that was the weird part was that I was basically asleep and something woke me up and told me, Ashley, there's someone in the closet. And I had, it was here. It was in this apartment. Ew. Yeah. Ew is right. I'm leaving immediately. And I have that huge closet yeah, in my bedroom. Large. It's like a sliding door. It's like mirrors. And most of the time it's open because who has time to close the doors? And so it was open and all of my hangers are white. So you could see all the hangers. Yeah. Right? Um, sure. In the closet. And I was looking at the closet. I knew something was in the closet and I knew it was looking at me. And then I notice that I can see all of the hangers, except there's a few that I can't see because they're being blocked by something. Oh, gosh. So I couldn't actually see, like, eyes, nose, teeth, but I could see the figure of this thing blocking blocking some of the hangers. And I knew that it was looking at me. It woke me up out of a sleep. And I couldn't breathe, but not, the thing is, almost every time you tell a story like this, people go, sleep paralysis, and it's right. like a natural, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, I've had sleep paralysis before right. several times, and I've had night terrors, and this was not that, Yeah, because this was like, I could move, but I couldn't, I was like, I was just frozen in terror. Right. And I, you know this, I'm not a religious person. Right. But for whatever reason, you started praying. in my head... I started saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Like over and over and over and over again. I closed my eyes as tight as I could and I just repeated it and repeated it and repeated it. Maybe your gut was telling you that it was demonic. And then all of a sudden I was like, 
And I opened my eyes and I could see all the hangers again. No way. Yeah. It's no like you idea knew it what was it a was. demon presence and you had to pray. I don't pray. Like, right. I'm not religious. I don't even sure. technically believe in that kind of like Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You right. know what I mean? But w- for whatever reason, you my head was like, man, say the Lord's Prayer right now. Yeah. And then I could see all the hangers. So I know something was there because the hangers were blocked out. Right. Like, you know, there was a figure in front of the closet. Yeah. So kill me. That's real gross. <laughs> but it was that same thing where it's like it woke me up and I nope. knew that something was in there before I could even see it. Don't want any part of it. So... Don't want any part of it. <laughs> Don't want any part of it. So this story is one of my favorites. It's not crazy. It's just shivers. Okay. Shivers. Shiver That's me timbers. Yeah, shiver me timbers. When I read this story, I just got shivers. So uh, it, it, this is Reddit user Kim Practical. Kim Practical? Love it. Yes. Wait, someone's name is this? Reddit. Oh, that's the name on Reddit. I <laughs> thought you were saying it was a name. legitimate name we'll and I said again. someone lied this to you. This was Reddit username Kim Practical. Hey, <laughs> I understand. Yes, I understand things now. I'm a person. This was another person I reached out to and was like, I love your story so much. I have to right. tell it. And she's the coolest. So this story starts out kind of funny. She says, I'm about five or six years old sitting on the toilet. My mom is cleaning that day and I hear her start the vacuum downstairs. All of the sudden, the light goes out in the bathroom. I don't think much of it at first, except for that I'm kind of creeped out. But we've had the power go out before when too many electronics were being used at the same time. So maybe my mom starting the vacuum caused the outage. Plus, it's daytime and we have a window in the bathroom so I can still see. All of a sudden, though, I hear a voice coming from the bathtub right next to me. Excuse me? (laughs) It sounded disembodied, kind of angelic, and I couldn't understand what it was saying. I'm frozen in place with fear and I start screaming for help. And that's when my sister comes bursting through the door. She's about 10 years older than me and super angsty at the time. And she just screams, what the hell is the matter with you? The voice disappears. Was I hearing things? Was that the TV maybe? My parents' room was next to the bathroom, so maybe my dad raised the volume on the TV so he could hear it over the vacuum. I took a second to think about all of that before I answered. I I thought I heard something. Well, if you're so scared, why are you in here with the fucking lights off? Just before leaving and closing the door, my sister flips the light switch back to the on position, and the lights come back on. Huh. So something flipped the switch off Turned as she off. was sitting there and she heard the voice in the in the bathroom? bathtub next to her. Like, you know, what? like the bathtub has like right. a curtain so you can't so see into it. Something was speaking possibly mm-hmm. right next to her and yes. something flipped the switch. Yeah. And her sister just came out of the blue like, what the hell well, are you Well, she doing? started screaming for help. Well, right. But like, like, being like, what, what, yeah, what, she was what like, are you doing? Why do you have the lights off? So, so the power did not go What the hell out. was it? And something what's going on? flipped the switch. I... I I I just I needed a second. (laughs) 
So I that asked makes her, me I don't cringy. like that. Yeah, <laughs> it shivers. Just, yeah, shivers, shivers is the perfect way to describe that because my whole body just went like, Ugh. Yeah, can you imagine being like, willies. oh, the power went out and then someone being like, why are you in the light? Why do you have lights off? Right. Like, our power's Excuse working just me? fine. Holy buckets. So I asked her if she could remember more about what what it sounded like specifically. Right. Was it a woman's voice or a man's voice? Was it androgynous? Was it singing? Right. She said it sounded like a woman's voice. It was loud and sounded, but sounded nice and pleasant. She said, I wasn't, I was still scared nonetheless, even though it was pleasant since there wasn't supposed to be anyone in the bathtub. Yeah. It wasn't singing. It was just kind of talking in a normal tone. I remember it was really echoey and pretty much how someone sounds when they're singing or talking really loud in the shower. So I think that's why I couldn't understand what it was saying. I was also screaming at the top of my lungs as soon as I heard it. So I wasn't even trying to understand it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. You would just be she like, wasn't like, what on what? this sweet She was earth? like, hey, <laughs> what did you say? Can you speak a little louder? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, why? Get, me Get out, of out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. You wouldn't be like, hmm. Who? Good gravy. That's a cringy one. Yeah. Um, okay, so this next story, I'm just pulling up my phone. It was sent to us on Instagram, and they asked to be kept anonymous. Okay. And this anonymous person, what... I do know about them is that they they are very sensitive to the paranormal world mm-hmm. and are able to usually read people and somewhat communicate with things in the universe that not everyone can communicate with, if that makes sense. So it's kind of a story about that. Like Aminos? Like Aminos or aliens? What? What? I don't know. I just went into <laughs> a weird place. Okay, are we ready? We lost her for a second. We did, everyone. She's back. I'm here. Okay. (laughs) So Anonymous says, this happened when I was in high school. Wait, who? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I Sorry, I skipped like eight lines. Okay. It was when I was in high school, I was consoling my then friend who was telling me about how she was missing a friend of hers that had passed away a year or more prior. As she was talking, I had a strange sensation that felt like someone else was in the room. I started asking her personal questions, things like inside jokes and things the friend may have done that stood out to her. She said they were all correct, and I told her that this friend was over there while I pointed to the side of the room. So I tell her about things that I'm getting from this surprise visitor. I had previously never, ever done something like this before, and it was strange to me, but it kept coming so naturally. So skip forward a few days or weeks. I forget all about it, but she says she, my friend comes to me and says she really wants to talk to them again. I say, okay, but I'm not sure if I can. So this is a new talent. Right. She insists and I agree to come over to do it. So I went to her house and tried to focus on willing that person to be there. Sure enough, they did. I tried talking with them again, but something was different. I felt something else had come in the room after the first one did. It was, it felt different and was harder to ignore this time around. So the spirit felt like it was being a little bit stifled. This new being gave me a mental image of a dark form that was pushing or chasing the friend out of the room. Then it was just this heavy form that remained. The friend felt like they were no longer there and something else had taken its place. 
This was only the second time I'd ever done this, so I thought maybe I was wrong and it was actually the friend I was still sensing, so I tried to focus my attention to it once again. The moment I did, I felt it invade me. It went in from the back of my head and I saw a face appear right in front of me. It was like seeing it in my mind's eye, yet in person at the same time. The person looked male, clean-shaven, and with the coldest blue eyes. Those eyes had no emotions in them. It was nothing to denote a sense of humanity or feeling at all. Then I felt this force start moving inside me. My friend told me late that I was ac- my friend told me later that I was actually getting hit in the side of the face by my hand saying get out get out get out. I then remember what my mother recommended me to do if I ever felt something spiritually bad was around me. So I forced whatever this thing was to get at the center of my chest where I held it and said in the name of Jesus Christ I cast you out. Similar to what Whoa. you were just saying. I literally had to force my lips to say it, and when I did, I felt it expel out of me forcefully. Even when my friend at the time said, even my friend at the time agreed she felt as if something had left the room. There's more to this story, but this was the good part. I'll have to send the rest another time. Whoa. That's a weird, that's the thing about, you know, me saying the Lord's Prayer. Like, this person, who anonymous. Yeah. Obviously, her mom had had spoke to her about this before, so she obviously was raised uh, religious in some way. And I technically was, too, but I was never raised, you know, I was never told anything like that from anyone in my family. Like, oh, if you're ever feeling scared, like, say the Lord's Prayer. You know, I've seen The Exorcist, so I know, like, the power of Christ compels you. Sure, sure, sure. We've all heard that. But just the urge that came over me, like, the thing that was like, you you needed to to say it right now. Well, it really, like, like, it's one of the only things that have made me question my own faith. Sure. Yeah, having that why. I know. And it's also crazy that whatever that figure was in your closet left. And it's the Mm -hmm. same in this anonymous person's experience. As soon as she said, you know, like in the name of Jesus Christ, leave. Yeah. Then something very forcefully went out of the room and even the friend that was with her felt it. So it's pretty crazy. That's I know. So that was a pretty nutty story. And it's interesting that this was the first experience that anonymous had because now I think they've maybe not had things that crazy happen, but have been able to, you know, read a little more. But to like, for the very first time, I just can't imagine sitting there and saying, I think I'm communicating with something outside of this world in high school. High school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to have that first experience, like, hi, I'm a high schooler and I think I'm communicating with something. Yeah. I remember the first experience that I had was something that told me to get out. Not like actually like get out, but like, yeah. I remember being at, do you remember my friend's house that made me the witch that one time and she smeared tuna salad on my arm? Of course. Uh, It was in her basement and her basement, you know, you go downstairs and you're in the basement, but there's also like a creepy little hallway that kind of slants up and it goes out of those like basement-y doors that you like swing open like this. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are those called? Cellar doors? Something. Something like Like that? Like when they come out from the ground? Yeah, come out from the ground. You just like walk up. And I remember one time, um, and she I, she was into some strange stuff, you know, obviously, tuna yeah. salad being smeared on my arm and of witchcraft course. and everything. You know. Um, but she, I remember one time she told me that she, sometimes she would ask 
the devil to help her do things around the house, like clean her room or do her homework. And she was like, and it actually works. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah. And she told me, she was like, I'll teach you how to do it. And I was like, I don't know if I feel comfortable with that because that seems pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. And at that time, we heard something come from the creepy hallway that leads up and out this like cellar door. And I remember like going towards the hallway and like taking a step or two into the hallway. And there was something in there that just said like, do not fucking come in here. Whoa. Like I, you felt even her, she was like, I could hear her like, you know, cause we were a little, tiny and we were very close to each other and you yeah. could hear it's like <sighs> could hear and then that. you could hear her stop breathing like i heard her just like holding her breath oh my gosh and it was like at so the same time terrified yeah and i in my head was like get out of here get out of here get out of here wow. get out of here it's crazy that yeah. you can feel that much of a force mm-hmm. saying like we well and the thing is is that like here. i never felt that again in that little i mean it's a creepy hallway it was definitely yeah. one of those things where it's like i don't like being in here sure but that was the only time that it was like uh, we we have to go. Yeah. Yeah. We can't walk any further. And right it just now. so happened to be like Ooh. after. And I'm pretty sure pretty soon after that, she was like, I don't do that stuff anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you have that <laughs> final experience. Um, so I actually. Oh, go on. I was just going to say, sorry, that last story, if it felt all broken up because I was reading from an Instagram message. So I felt like I, I stuttered a whole lot, <laughs> no, ladies and no, gents. Good. I, I, I was responding and then they would respond. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Oh, but we got through it. It was a mess. I lied, actually. I have a really quick one, then I have my final. Yeah, go for it. So this one, uh, is pr- this next story is really disturbing. But again, it's actually kind of sweet. So okay. Maybe Hello. that's the theme today. Sweeties. Sugar and spice and everything nice. <laughs> that is a good theme. Um, this was sent in by listener Chase, but this is his uncle's story. So I'll be telling it from his uncle's point of view. Okay. Okay, Chase's uncle. I'm a detective and spent some time as an expert on sex crimes and crimes against children. It was the best and the worst assignment I've ever had. One case I had came in at midnight. A young woman with a toddler comes into one of the precincts to report her ex-boyfriend raped her during a custody argument. Long story short, it was a legit... Uh, It was legit and one of the most violent and sadistic cases I've ever had, so I'll spare you the gruesome details. I still have no idea how this woman made her own way to a precinct with a toddler. Yeah. That's how messed up this woman was together. That makes me hurt. Part of the investigation requires me to talk to the toddler. Um, The victim said the toddler was present for the whole thing, so... That's horrible. Had to watch whatever happened. Yeah. I'm a child forensic interviewer as well. He's done a ton of these before. During the interview, the toddler recalls their father becoming angry and hitting the mom. And then the toddler said that the nice woman showed up and she couldn't see past the nice woman. The nice woman held her and told her that they were both going to be safe. And she said she sang her a song in a different language. And then the toddler, right... She sang her a song in a different language. And then the toddler said that the nice woman went over to the front door and knocked on the door. Then the nice woman helped her and her mom to the car before she flew away. 
In the victim's interview, she said that her boyfriend had a knife to her throat and put it to her skin to basically cut her throat open, but he got distracted for some reason and ran out of the apartment, and she had no explanation as to why. Whoa. The suspect was caught about eight hours later. He confessed to absolutely everything, and when I asked him about the knife to the throat, he said this, I swear to God I was going to cut the bitch's throat open, but I thought I heard a knock at the door, and I thought it was the police. Once I saw it was clear, I ran outside. And the toddler had said the woman went to knock the on nice the nice woman. woman went to knock on the door. He's now serving life in prison, and the mom and toddler are safe and doing well. I'd love to know more about the nice woman. Whoa! So it's this like a guardian nice, angel, yeah, this nice woman came in. I just like how this horrible thing is happening to this little girl's mom, right? And she said the nice woman came and stood in between, so she couldn't so she see wouldn't it see and what sat was there happening. and like sang a song to her oh my in a different language, just to keep her just safe to keep and her not from like. Seeing her mom maybe die. Ugh. Wow. And then it's validated by the fact that the little girl said she went and knocked on the door and then, and then dad the ran out. Yeah. yeah. And the boyfriend said later, yeah, like I heard a knock on the door and I thought it was the cops. Wow. But it was the nice woman. Who is this nice woman? Know. They had a guardian angel they for did. sure. That could have been such a horrible situation. Yeah, I mean, I mean it already of, wasn't yeah, good at all, but I just like could have been a lot like her worse. mom could have been killed there yeah. right in front of her and she would have been scarred for life and not had a mother and I mean the guy Awful. could have come after her for all we know yeah. too. So So that's Whoa. so sweet, but Whoa. also so disturbing. That poor child. Oh but they're fine. They're alive I and well. Ho- I know. Apparently, I he hope. kept in touch with them too. He the, did his, the uncle. Yeah, Chase's uncle. Oh, the uncle. I was like, ew, the boyfriend. Ew, what? Um, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. I like that when there's follow up and follow yeah. through after situations like that. That's really nice. Yeah, I like it. The nice woman. Are you ready? Oh gosh, is this spooky? <laughs> Yes. Okay, that's a good one to end on because we've kind of had these nice little really feely nice ones. ones. Yeah. So this. Last story comes in from Reddit user Orange Kid, uh, and that's Orange underscore Kid. And boy, is it a doozy. Thanks, Orange Kid. You're going to give me nightmares. I told this to Joe, and he just yelled no in my face the whole time. Perfect. And any listeners out there who have a basement. Tune out, maybe. Enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to have one very long. Okay. Orange Kid. Thank you, Orange Kid, by the way, for letting me tell your story. Thank you. Two months after my brother and his wife bought a new house, they had to go out of town and needed their cats fed. Their house and my office are both a good drive from my apartment, but only a few minutes away from each other. And my brother said that if I wanted, I could just stay over in the guest room rather than driving among the three places. Yeah. So I got the keys and the instructions. I was staying there three nights, Monday through Wednesday. Monday evening was uneventful until about midnight. I was lying on the living room couch watching Conan with a cat lying on my chest, and I started to drift off to sleep. The next thing I knew, I was standing in pitch black darkness. I completely freaked out. I had no idea where I was. I felt around in the dark and felt nothing. Finally, I realized there was actually a faint blue light coming from above. I moved toward it and then understood where I was. I was in the fucking basement. The light was coming through the basement door at the top of the stairs, which leads to the kitchen. Just enough moonlight apparently made it through from a window elsewhere in the kitchen. 
I bolted up the stairs, turned on the kitchen light, and closed the basement door. I was terrified until I calmed down enough to come to the conclusion you probably already came to. I had sleptwalked all the way down the stairs um, after opening the basement door, apparently, which I know was closed when I went to sleep. Boy, oh boy. A couple things are important to the story. First... The basement. The house was very nice. Actually, more than they should have been able to afford. The only exception was the basement. I had only seen the basement one time when I first got the tour. It was totally unfinished. It was the one major thing they wanted to fix up. And all they had down there was some boxes and the washer and dryer unit. I had no reason to want to go down there and had kind of forgotten that it even existed when I was staying in this house. The other point is that sleepwalking is kind of a thing in my family, an inside joke. My brother talked in his sleep constantly and would sleepwalk sometimes, and it always scared the hell out of me. The idea of people doing things in their sleep just creeps me out to my core, still does. My brother knew this and would tease me about it, so it was known in my family that I had this phobia, but as far as I know, I had never, ever sleepwalked until that night. This image kept playing in my mind over and over again of me asleep, getting up from the couch, walking to the kitchen, opening the basement door, and shuffling down the stairs into total darkness. Creepy as all hell. Yeah. Anyway, I saw the TV was still on in the living room playing Wedding Crashers. I watched the rest of the movie trying to laugh and think of of the sleepwalking as a funny story to tell my brother. When I went upstairs to go to sleep in the guest room, I stayed asleep. And that was night one. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> the next morning in the light of day, it didn't seem that scary. I texted my brother about it and joked around. All day, I wasn't bothered one bit. But as I'm walking out of my office to my car, I'm overcome with this sense of dread. All of the sudden, the thought of going to sleep in that house and maybe sleepwalking again is terrifying me. So I had a plan. I stop at the hardware store and I pick up one of those rubber door stopper wedges. And at the house, I jam this into the crack under the basement door and I kick it in until it's as far as it can go. I test out trying to open the door and it won't budge. Perfect. Love it. Later, I go upstairs and I fall asleep. When I wake up, I swear to God, I think I'm dreaming. I was standing in the darkness again, but this time I knew exactly where I was. The smell is the same. The concrete floor under my feet is the same. I look around for the light from upstairs, and it took me longer to find it because it's further away. Last night, I was only a couple feet from the stairs, and this night, I was maybe 10 feet from the stairs. I run up and turn on the kitchen lights. I see the rubber wedge on the floor a couple feet away as if it was tossed there. Jeez, oh man. Again, I can't stop picturing myself sleepwalking out of the bedroom, down the stairs, trying to open the basement door, bending down, yanking out the wedge, and then again slowly down into the darkness. I decided I was turning on the basement lights, and they were staying the fuck on. I opened the door and flipped the switch to the basement stairway. I saw there was a main switch at the bottom of the stairs. To give you a quick sense of the layout, the staircase splits the basement into two parts. To the right is a small area with area with a washer and dryer, and to the left is a big open area. Anyway, I walked down, I turned on the lights for the whole basement, and that's when I noticed something I hadn't noticed when my brother gave me the tour. About 10 to 15 feet away in the big area, there was a door to what looked like a very small closet. This door was closed, 
but had no doorknob, just an empty hole. hole. So it looked like it would fring sweetly, fring sweetly, fring sweetly. So it looked like it would freely swing open. I realized it was very close to where I had just woken up. Then a fucking freaky thought came to me. It was as, as if each night I was heading to that door and getting a little further each time before I woke up. As soon as that thought popped into my head, I booked it up the stairs again. I left the lights on and I closed the door. I went up to the bedroom, but it took me forever to fall asleep. That I was would never sleep two. again. I would never <laughs> sleep again. The oh. next morning, Wednesday morning, I woke up late for work. I didn't think about the basement at all because I was scrambling to get ready. At work, though, I was still curious about what was behind the door. So I texted my brother and I asked, and he replied, wait, why were you in the basement? I realized that when I texted him the day before, I never actually told him where I woke up. So I tell him I woke up in the basement actually twice in a row. After a while, he sends this novel-length text about how the basement is creepy, do not go down there, etc. How they tried putting the litter boxes in the basement and the cats made a mess in the house because they refused to go down there. Oh my God, you know if the animals <laughs> if won't go there, go it's there, wrong. You don't need to go down it's there. It's fucking wrong. He says all this stuff and it's surprising to me because my brother never believes in the paranormal or the superstitious, even when we were kids. I also realized he never answered my question about the door, but I let it go. After work, I get the same feeling of dread as I'm walking to my car. I really don't want to stay there again. And I decide, fuck it. I don't have to. So I go feed the cats. I get my stuff and I drive back to my place. I'm supposed to feed the cats one more time. So I'll stop over in the morning. And as I went to sleep in my apartment, I was thinking of all the steps I would have to take to sleepwalk to the basement again. Find my car parked around the block. Drive asleep to my brother's house, etc. But this time I slept through the night. And that was night three. Thursday morning, I stop at the house as planned. I'm about to leave when I remember that the basement lights are still on. I don't even hesitate to go down and turn them off. There was something about being there in the morning that at the time made it seem fine. When I go down again, the door with the doorknob catches my eye. And it also doesn't seem very scary anymore. So what the hell? Let's see what's in there. I walk over to it and I distinctly remember not feeling spooked at all until I reach my hand towards the doorknob hole to pull it open. And as soon as I do that, I mean instantly, I feel this electric feeling like the air before a storm. And I imagine a hand coming through the hole and grabbing mine. Nope. It was like zero to 60 going from no fear to being certain that something horrible would happen if I opened that door. It's hard to describe it other than that electric feeling like electricity i booked it up the stairs and out of the house so a month later i meet my brother for happy hour a few drinks in we start joking about me sleepwalking in the creepy basement i say he never answered me about what's behind the door and he says that i don't want to know joking at first but then insisting finally he tells me and i seriously don't fucking believe him he's my big brother and has only bullshitted me about a million times in my life but this was his explanation. The previous and first owners of the house had a teenage daughter that used the basement as her bedroom. The door was to her closet, where one night she curled up, took some pills, and killed herself. The family was going to remodel the basement, but after tearing it apart, they realized they couldn't do it and they just had to move. 
and that was why the only the basement was unfinished and that was why my brother was be able to afford the place the seller had to disclose a suicide happened in the residence and he said if i didn't believe him to look up the market values of the identical houses on his street i know how much they paid for their house and it was way lower he and his wife considered themselves rational people and figured it was a bargain but didn't want to tell anyone after they moved in his wife was fine with the basement but he grew to hate it he apologized for not saying anything to me before I stayed there, but he never thought that I'd have any reason to go down there. Now, here's what convinced me. I said, okay, the only thing that makes me kind of believe you is that the last morning I was there, I went over to the closet door, and at this point I see my brother's face change, and I continued, when I went to open it, the air felt like, and at the exact same instant, I say electricity, and my brother says electric. Whoa. At the same exact time, I saw his face, and I knew he was telling the truth. I've never stepped foot again in that basement, and I haven't sleptwalked since. Jiminy Christmas, that's horrible. No. That was a great, great story, first of all. Thank you, Orange Orange Kid. Kid. But what holy crap on the sweet earth to just wake up in total darkness standing in in the dark in the basement and just looking around in complete well the thing is is that like the next night he was even further in the basement even closer to that door right it was like something was pulling him to go over yeah what if he had woke up what if he had slept there a third night (sighs) like how far would he have got like you made it in the the closet looking at the girl oh my god He just wakes up in the closet and the girl's like, good morning. morning. Oh, no. Welcome to my closet. That's also very sad. It is sad that she committed suicide. You're right. I'm sorry. We did not mean to make light of that situation. I think we're trying to make ourselves laugh because we are so terrified terrified in this moment. That's terrifying. You know, someone actually made a good point, but it's a little bit debunked. I'll just explain what I'm saying. So someone had said to uh, Orange Kid on Reddit, what if that electric feeling you're feeling, what if that's, you know, what if you need to get the wires checked? Mm-hmm. What if you've got an EMF, like a, a electromagnetic problem sure. down there? something's going and on. And it's affecting you. Yeah. And it could have even affected her. Yeah. To the point where she, she felt she needed, felt to, take she her needed life. to take her own life. That's valid. The only thing is, and that would explain why the cats won't go down there, because cats know better. Mm-hmm. You know? The only thing is, the wife isn't affected by it at all. Oh, right. That's true. It would kind of. So she thinks nothing of the basement. She it doesn't why do bother the cats her at all. Hate it so the much. When animals like hate something. I'm like, yep. Oh I'm gonna, yeah. I'm following yeah. what they say. Yeah. Um, animals know. Even when you know, if any time that I'm validated by my cats, I feel 100 percent positive that I experience something. Sure. Like You've if seen I'm an in animal a room. Reaction. Yeah. If I'm in a room and I'm like, something's weird here, and I see Penny like dart, you know, like look up to the corner that I felt weird about. Uh-huh. I'm like. Okay, and cool, you know. cool, cool, cool. I'm just yeah. making sure. Like, I felt really for fucking sure. weird about this. It's like we said before, validation. It's what yeah. we're all looking for. Well, and animals, the thing is, they're just sensitive. It's, they I don't know if they, you know, it's not that they can, like, see ghosts walking around. They just they just are more sensitive about it to everything. I remember yeah. the um, earthquake that we had here a couple years ago. Yeah, and you said and the cats. Gabby knew. woke me up. Yep. Like, 
10 minutes before this earthquake hit. They know when something's coming. Yeah. I feel like my dog growing up always started to freak out right before a storm hit. Mm -hmm. And there would be maybe a couple of clouds in the sky, but my dog Lucy would be going insane and jumping around and like really wanting to snuggle and get Mm -hmm. close. And then maybe a couple hours later, a huge storm would hit or we'd get a tornado warning. And it was like, is this what you were freaking out about? How do you know? Mm -hmm. Which leads me, every time my cats are acting weird and freaking out, I'm always like, is there an earthquake coming? Get your earthquake kit. (laughs) Make an earthquake kit. Get ready to take cover every time. But it's not only that. It's not natural weather patterns. It's not just natural weather patterns either. There's been reports of like statistics on like like bombs Mm -hmm. or um, even like before 9-11. Yeah animals and wildlife in the area acting strange before something major like that happens. Right. It's almost like there is a psychic ability rather than just sensing something in the air. I mean, they can sense so many things. Animals can sense so many things. Dogs can actually, do you know why dogs um, do that thing where like before they pee, they like run around in a couple circles and then pee? No, I've never known. So they don't usually do that at home. Yeah. Because they're comfortable at home. It's usually when they're in public, especially in like a dog park or something. What they're doing is they're trying to find north. Oh. And they can feel it's that. a magnetic thing. So that's they're comfortable. I don't I don't know if it's a specific, I don't know if it's north or if I don't know if each dog has a specific like I'm comfortable Direction. with east. I'm yeah, comfortable with west. I'm comfortable with So what they're doing in that moment is that they're going, Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There it is. So, so they know what direction it is. They do that when they're the about to lay down. When they're about to lay down, or, when they're about to yeah. pee sometimes. It's a comfort thing. Because we dog sit a lot. And every mm-hmm. dog that we bring into our house, like since it's a new environment for them, they spin mm-hmm. forever to the point where me and Alex are like, pick a spot. Like, <laughs> well, screaming. start noticing each dog and which direction they usually stop on. That's and then, their way. Like seriously, like get out like a compass and see what, what direction, direction it is. Because I guarantee it's the same one every time. It's fascinating. Cows are the same way. You'll see cows grazing. They're all facing the same direction. Yeah. It's a magnetic field thing. They Animals can feel are crazy. It. Mm-hmm. They're crazy. Well, and the thing is, people can feel it too. Just not to that level. Well, no, to that level, I think, but we've lost the ability to do so because we have GPS on our phones. Sure. We have, you know, shelter like at all times. Ourselves because we have, we yeah, have all these luxuries. We have the technology to not need those instincts anymore, which yes, is why true. I totally believe when there are some people who are sensitive to that stuff because mm-hmm. it's like we all were at one point. Yeah. And some people we've lost were able it. to hold on yeah, to it. Yeah, some people were just able to hold on to it or sure. some people are born with it's just the same as like people being born with better eyesight than others. Mm-hmm. Like actual physical eyesight, not psychic eyesight. Sure. Or like you know what I mean? Bad. Yeah. Better hearing than others. Yeah. It's just you're just born that way. That's true. And it's hereditary. Yeah. That all makes sense. You're I'm pretty right. much a genius. I feel like <laughs> You figured it all out, really. I feel like book. if anyone wants to like pay me for my thoughts and opinions, I'm open to Pay that her idea. for her thoughts, ladies and gents. She's got some good Pay ones. Penny for my thoughts. Penny for your thoughts. Penny for your thoughts. I'll take uh, a grand for my thoughts. That'd be great. Be real great. No, you always are good at throwing out multiple theories, multiple options for what could be going on. I think about. I know, but that's what I love about you is when so many people could say, "What was this? It had to have been this, or it had to have been this." And you can say, "Hey, there's all these things that could have been, or maybe you're feeling this because of this." You just you're good at 
spitting out all those things. Yeah, I think I just, I think about this stuff a lot because I've read a lot of books on it too. It's yeah. not just me like laying up at night alone in my right. bed, like going like, what Thinking is? about it, yeah. Yeah, I read a ton of books on like actual scientific study books, not sure. like, you know, not written by like, I don't know, my the neighbor. Crazies. Yeah, like actual scientific studies on telekinesis, scientific right. studies on, um, you know, th- that kind of kinetic energy and can it be harnessed by people. Right. So... Um, I love it's that fascinating. stuff. That stuff is mm-hmm. so nuts. Soup's fascinating. Soup's fascinating. <laughs> that was a great episode of Listener Ghost Stories. It was. We had some good ones. So solid. Thank ones. you to everyone who submitted. Thank you, yes. We didn't even get to all of them. That's no, the thing. No. There is a mountain, and even some of the people that we read from today have submitted more mm-hmm. that will pop up again. So thank you, so guys. thank you guys so much. Uh, we who appreciate Who else do we have? We had uh, Kim Practical. Kim Practical, Orange Kid. Orange Kid. JP. JP. Lacey. We had Chase. Lacey, Sam, Sam and a couple anonymous and a couple anonymous yeah. yeah thank you guys so much that's really cool yeah, and Julia really Gulia oh, yeah. always we love you Julia Gulia <laughs> we always appreciate your feedback I know it sounds like we're just saying it because we have to or maybe it does sound sincere I hope it does but we are so truly grateful that no, people enjoy the yeah. podcast and want to interact with us I and even... want to send stories it is so so cool and this is what we always wanted the podcast to be so mm-hmm. i promise you this is genuine we are so excited that you guys wrote in and yeah. that you like us <laughs> and i even wrote that you know in in my little closing thing as always thank you so much for listening to our show first of all first and foremost we love that you listen to our show and i said thank you to everyone who submitted stories for this episode of listener ghost stories and if you this is another thing if you did not hear your story we did not throw it in the trash and will most likely be featured on a future episode of we the show we save them all we save all of them even those of you that submitted last season we're just waiting for a good yep. episode to we squeeze it into and thank you to everyone who is sharing our show, either by social media or by telling all of your Tinder dates or by posting <laughs> pictures of you listening to it on your Insta stories. We love that. Uh, we love it. That was our biggest, biggest dream when creating this podcast was that we wanted to involve as many people as possible in the creation of the show. So the more that you interact with us and share with us, the more our literal dreams come true. Yes. When you wish upon a podcast. Oh, oh, oh. oh what? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wish I'd um, been with you on that. <laughs> Could have been a great moment. Uh, <laughs> podcast. Podcast. If you aren't already, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. Head over to iTunes, subscribe, and rate our show five stars. Visit www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast to find ways that you can donate money, cash money to the show to help it continue on. You can even donate as little as $1 a month to help us produce our show. Isn't that nice? That's One so whole dollar nice. A month. That's it. That's $12 a year. That's it. That's it. That would be great. Join us next week when we sit down with George from Creature from the George Lagoon. Yay! What was that, episode five? Yeah, that was really early on. It was really early on. It was such a good episode. We talked about the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, Mm -hmm. Thunderbirds, and we laughed other horrible things that live under the sea. But (laughs) George is such a delight. He's so funny. So wonderful. We're stoked to have him Mm -hmm. back. So we are going to be talking about obsessions. 
and I know that's very vague, but it's going to be <laughs> serial killers that keep trophies or have specific compulsions, stalkers, women who fall for men who have committed heinous crimes, and even serial killers who sell their art. Oh, boy. Obsession. obsession. Do you think we're going to whisper obsession? Like I the think whole we should. Obsession. Like any time the word obsession is <laughs> yeah. spoken. Obsession. It's whisper. <laughs> It'll be great. I'm so excited. I'm so much so excited. Thank you so much for listening again. I can't say that enough. We love you guys. We love you so much. We're so lucky. We're so lucky. Jeepers, creepers. Where'd you get those peepers? Jeepers, creepers. Where'd you get them eyes? Oh, no. I just wanted to do the hillbilly version at the end. I thought the words were them eyes. This took a weird turn. Uh, keep it weird, Keep guys. it weird, guys. <laughs> Jeepers. Creepers. Oh, wait. I was singing Susie and the Banshees. I'm so sorry. How dare you? Ready? <laughs> Instead so of close. those. Golly gee. You don't remember that part of the song? No. Where'd you get the... See? Whoa, is me. <laughs> Golly G and woe is me sound like they also deserve a them eyes. Where'd you get those papers? Um, yeah. Creepers. I think golly G and them eyes. Where'd you get them eyes?